0: you know what, one of my favorite things to do, especially in this blogging world is to show other people how to do it in a way that's successful without feeling all this pressure. And I think it's such a beautiful thing when we give back to each other like that. And we lift each other up.
1: Welcome back to Little Decisions, the podcast about kindness, connection, and community. Today, I have for you another episode in the mini-series, Kindness in Our World. As you might remember from last time, this series is where I travel beyond the borders of Athens, Georgia, to talk with people that I believe are doing kind things for others. Today, we are speaking with Kim Pangaro from Atomic Mommy. Atomic Mommy is a lifestyle parenting blog that is all about inspired parenthood, one day at a time. Kim uses blogging and podcasting to spread her message, and what a kind message it is. Her posts are full of humor, patience, and grace, along with some real specific advice that can be helpful to any parent. There's no subject that is off-limits for Kim, and every post includes action items or little decisions that can be made right
0: now. My name is Kimberly Pangaro, and the name of my company is called Atomic Mommy. I love the name Atomic Mommy, and
1: as you'll come to see, it fits Kim well. She is an energetic and enthusiastic entrepreneur who knows and believes in the power of her words.
0: I'm sort of like that honest person, but who's bluntly honest and doesn't sugarcoat everything. And so that's sort of how it came out of my head. (laughs) I like it.
1: No, I really like it a lot. I think it's a great name. Well, and I think kind of reminds me of like, like, almost like you're a fireball of a person, and I really
0: like that. Yeah. Well, thank you. You're welcome. I think, I think my husband would agree with you on that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Probably. If Kim and I seem very comfortable with each other, it's because we are. This was our second interview together, the first being for her podcast, Atomic Mommy. We talk about how the kindness of strangers can be exactly what we need to get started or get further with our business.
0: It started with an idea to publish a book, to publish my picture book, and then I couldn't get it published anywhere. No one would pick me up. And I didn't get rejection letters in the beginning. So I would send them out to 10, 15, 20 different uh, literary agents and I got nothing back. And then two very special agents, and I call them special because they are the reason why it all started. They basically gave me my rejection letters in the form of advice and tips on how to get it accepted in the future. And one of the tips happened to be about growing my social media influence and getting my channels up and running and getting myself out there marketing wise. And um, after that, it was just like I started my Instagram page. I started the blog. I started Twitter. Twitter is not my favorite, but it's not hard. It's just a lot of tweeting like all day long. And that's really how it started. It's just that one rejection letter. So from one rejection letter to all of this a year later. (laughs) It's not every day that we see this kind of kindness come out. I've actually found in my own life that almost 38 years of living on this planet, the most levels of kindness I've experienced is actually through Instagram, people like yourself, other bloggers, other podcasters. There's so much wealth of information they're really willing to share. And it's just hours to go out there and just be grateful for getting that information. I gotta say that it's it's wonderful.
1: We also shared about how being a mompreneur and working for yourself can be a powerful experience if you're willing to be a little brave.
0: I would say being able to be my own boss. I answer to myself now. Um, I have the flexibility to take off when I need to. You know, my 15 year old, like I told you earlier, six. So we had that, that podcast scheduled for one o'clock today and I had to move it. And the flexibility and being able to do that and not have to worry about getting fired or losing pay or being late because of my kids or because of someone who doesn't understand my, my motherhood situation is just a fantastically freeing experience. Very, very scary to leave like a nine to five. I had a full-time job as a real estate agent with income and everything. When I left, it was really nerve-wracking because I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle this, but I had already had the skills instilled in me from all those years of real estate to build something out of a blog. And that's really helped me grow and shape my blog. I approach everyone that I, that I come into contact with on my blog or writers, guest bloggers, anything that has a deadline on it. I always explain, it's not really a firm deadline. It's just an idea of when I'll know when to publish something, but if you need extra time, just let me know. And I'll be happy to give you that extra time. That's like my biggest thing is to be that flexible because I needed it at one point with all four kids
1: when we're flexible like that, we're able to create something better because not everything fits in these tiny little boxes and time frames that we want them to fit into.
0: Exactly. And it's as, you know, as, as a parent, it's hard to step away from the box that we've been in for so long that when you finally do it, it's just, it feels like you're more alive on the inside and everyone around you sort of understands and experiences it with you along the ride. It's It's wonderful.
1: My daughters and I tonight, and they were just talking to me and they asked why I decided to quit my job because it's been over a year now since I quit my nine to five job as a substance abuse counselor. And I just told them that I felt stifled and I wanted to do something creative, something freeing, something that came from me and wasn't someone else's project or business or anything like that. It was truly mine. And they just looked at me and they were like, great. Yeah, that's good for you, mommy. Then continued (laughs) eating.
0: (laughs) you are setting the tone for them as they continue to grow. And at some point, they'll understand what you're doing. How old are they now?
1: Six and nine.
0: Okay, so six maybe might not know too much about it. but will just be proud of you because you're their mom. But nine definitely sees it. And I could tell you this from experience because my eight-year-old, she sees it. And sometimes she comes to me with all these cool designs that she drew in school, or she wants to create her own t-shirt or her own product. And even my 14-year-old and 15-year-old, have helped me design my own lines. I think it's wonderful what you're doing and your children will definitely take that value into their own lives as they build themselves towards their own careers.
1: Well, we can model for our children that it's okay to take risks and that it's okay to be yourself. That is the best thing that I can give them.
0: 100 percent it's absolutely the best thing you could do for your kids because it teaches them that you can be brave in your own right and you don't have to follow whatever society wants you to do you can do your own thing and still be successful at it and love what you do
1: since kim's focus is on lifestyle parenting we discussed how becoming a parent changes you
0: i have had the beautiful ability to experience motherhood from two different lenses So I had my first daughter very young. I got pregnant at 21 and had her at 22. And then back to back with my second one right after that, a year later. Then I had a really long period of time in between that to be able to raise my two daughters and now they're teenagers. And then I had my second set of two daughters. So I have this unique lens where I get to see the different changes I've gone through. I would say that the first time around when I had my first daughter, I had to grow up so quickly. Things that I had no idea... I would need to do, or even would want to do, you know, I find myself wanting to do these things, all of a sudden became part of my life, like paying bills. I was 21. I wanted to drink all the time. (laughs) So, you know, um, and instead I, I opted to have my baby girl and really take her in, soak in that life that I had created. And, Her and I became best friends as became best friends. She was an infant and it helped me grow up, taught me to see and value and appreciate my parents too, because they did so much for me and my sister that it was just something wonderful. And then when my second daughter came, I experienced really bad PTSD, like post-traumatic stress syndrome. I've also experienced that postpartum depression. So with that specific lens, I learned how to appreciate self-worth and self-care on a totally different level than with my first daughter. You know, when the third and fourth came, I got to enjoy them without the stress of postpartum or money or anything like that. I just got to enjoy being their mom. And so each different child that came along really gave me these new lessons and this this new way of looking at life. And so all of them, and there's four of them, there's four girls, they've all taught me how to be me, but a better version of me each step of the way.
1: Kim is a very kind person, and I wanted to make sure that through this interview, you got to know her a little better. So I had to ask her, what was something that others might not necessarily know about her?
0: I am very, very nerdy. I mean, I love the term nerd, but at the same time, I'm very nerdy. Like, I am talking Game of Thrones, binging all night. I could, I think it was like last week, I was taking my day off, which I'm allowed to do now, (laughs) and I decided to binge watch Breaking Bad. I'm sure you've heard of the show. Oh, yes. Um, I just binge watched till four o'clock in the morning just because I felt like it. So I'm like the biggest movie and TV show nerd that um, most people don't realize. And it's fantastic. And then I'll, I'll tell you one extra thing that most people don't really know about me. I'm very sensitive. I come off as a very hard person, have RBF all day long, every day. But I'm actually a very, very sensitive and kind and caring person. I really do care about the other more than myself. And it's something that if you get to know me on a very deep level, you will see everything I do is almost about that on every level.
1: Having you interview me and then now this uh, second interview in the series, I was excited about the interview today.
0: Oh, thank you. I'm always excited to talk to you. You know that.
1: We find people that help support us and help lift us up because that's all we're
0: trying to do. There is
1: plenty for everyone. We can just help each other.
0: Exactly, exactly. And you know what? One of my favorite things to do, especially in this blogging world, is to show other people how to do it in a way that's successful without feeling all this pressure. And I think it's such a beautiful thing when we give back to each other like that and we lift each other up.
1: Since social media is a big part of Atomic Mommy, it made sense for us to talk about how we can be kinder to each other, especially on social
0: media. I think one of the most important things is to just realize that we're all different. And so we all have different points of view and that we're not all going to agree. And that's perfectly okay to not agree with each other. We don't have to like everything that everyone is saying, but we definitely should respect each other. We we don't need to know each other to respect each other on social media. We should just be able to respect that there is a different point of view. And maybe we don't agree with it. it. Maybe it violates our personal philosophy in life. And that's perfectly fine. But there is a way to definitely disagree and be respectful and kind at the same time. And I feel that as the generations have grown and changed, we've, we've lost that, that little step in between each and every single time. I think we
1: try to find our own way in this world, and sometimes it just gets lost in translation. I really like that. When you're on social media all day long, it can just be so draining.
0: The social media trolls, they're out there, they're real. But, you know, it's not really personal It's more like you said something that violated their philosophy, but instead of them being able to cope with it, they have to lash out at everyone. We just have to understand as a society that Everyone copes with life differently and whatever's coming at us 24 seven, which social media tends to do. It blasts us in the face all day long. How do you turn off those stressors other than to try to ignore it, ignore it? And it's, it gets harder and harder every single day. I find for myself when I'm trying to ignore all the naysayers, I just, I just turn it off. I put my phone down, turn it off. I'm going to take a break and I just go refresh myself, rejuvenate myself re-energize myself with whatever I'm gonna do. Sometimes it's movies, sometimes it's a lunch date with my husband, and sometimes it's just listening to music. You just have to find different ways to cope with what's bothering you in the world. Adaptability is something that we all should maybe work on a little bit. And I'm and I say that with love and kindness and, and generosity because no one's perfect, right? We're nobody's really that perfect. But we all have areas we want to fix in ourselves or want to focus on ourselves and if we learn how to do that in ways that are healthy as when we put ourselves down daily all day long every day i think it's so important to just learn to adapt without having to focus on the negative all the time and it's it's really like dance between the two because you have to battle your inner demons while also trying to lift yourself up and it gets hard kim is
1: a prolific blogger so i was curious how she chooses what she writes about, and what she finds most interesting.
0: I am very much like a renaissance woman, I guess you could say. I love to write about anything and anything that tweaks my my buns, I guess you could say. (laughs) The thing that I love to write about the most is really on family. I love family. I love how much family moves me in different ways and inspires me. And so I always want to write about those things. And sometimes that comes out in, you know, like my book, like you've seen my picture book. Other ways it comes out in blog articles. Right now I'm working on an article to submit to the New York Times to believe it or not, that's about marriage and how COVID actually saved my marriage. So there are different ways that I take to write about it, but it mostly comes down to family and I love to write about that.
1: I also checked out an article Kim recently wrote titled, Living Your Best Life, 10 Steps to Do It Well. And I wanted to share some information from it. Kim starts the article by explaining, quote, people have this innate ability to blame everyone else for the way their lives are going. Accountability has died. Self-pity is trending. But what if I said you could be living your best life and the first step to doing so required some serious self-love and an extra dose of forgiveness, end quote. Do you see what she's planning to talk about? it's kindness. Accepting yourself, including your flaws, is a kindness. Investing in your personal growth is a kindness too. And both are just some of the suggestions found in the article. She even talks about the power of little decisions, although she refers to them more as little goals, but it's the same point. Little decisions of kindness are powerful and can take you far.
0: Let me ask you this question, because this is a really fun question to ask. And someone recently asked me this myself. Who has been your most like famous or notorious guest on your show that you feel like you've really connected with and has surprised you?
1: So it would have to be Andrew Shear, And he is a feminist filmmaker, and he's actually also a reporter. And so he wrote the article about me in our local newspaper. But we really connected with his interview because he lives his values. Like he believes in what he does. And he believes in like telling stories that you haven't heard, especially from women. Like it's very like women-centered. He just helps people create these amazing things. And he just lives his values in such a way that I am. Like when I was talking to him, I was like, this is an amazing moment where I just get to talk to someone about how they live their life. And
0: it just, it was just mind-blowing. And it was my favorite moment so far Casting. I have one coming up. I'm recording it on January 7th and the guest is going to be a surprise, it's, but it's going to be a big name and a kind of famous and notorious one as well. So I'm, I'm a little bit nervous about it myself. That's so exciting. A lot of different ways you guys can find me. I am on Spotify and iTunes with my very own podcast called Atomic Mommy. You can also follow my blog on www.atomicmommy.net. And I'm also on Instagram and Twitter at Atomic underscore mommy. And that's me. I love your podcast. I'm always listening to it. I love the topic of kindness. It's, it's fantastic. Well, this was so much fun. I love when we have our chats. We should do this again in the future.
1: I hope you enjoyed my brief interview with Atomic Mommy, Kim Pangaro, and that you check out her blog, podcast, and more. Visit AtomicMommy.net for more information. I'll be back this Thursday with another regular episode of Little Decisions. I'll be talking with Recovery YouTube superstar Jamie Tall. I'll then be back this time next week for another installment of the Kindness in Our World series. Until we meet again, pineapple with care.